the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a ring of truth that is unmistakable. Knowing that you cannot find them all. And if you listen carefully, and sometimes even if you don't, you can hear that sound. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. And Jeremiah is an example to us of faithfulness, of faithfulness and obedience to God in spite of the results. Uh, You know, God does not call us to be successful. He calls us to be faithful. Jesus didn't say that God will say to us, well done, good and successful servant, and turn to the joy of your Lord. He'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. And Jeremiah stays faithful for a long, long time. And he's obedient to what the Lord has called him to. God expects his children to follow his word always. And it's not guaranteed to be an easy task. The true testing of your faith is when things get a little rough, because then you'll see what you put your hope in. Today, Pastor Dan will take you to Jeremiah to encourage you with the faith he lived out in his life. Once he knew God's calling on his life, Jeremiah determined to live it out and follow God's will, no matter the cost. Even when he couldn't see fruits from his own faith, he still chose to live for God. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. We're going to begin the book of Jeremiah. Uh, We're also going to look at 2 Chronicles 34 and Ephesians 6. So if you want to mark those in your Bible as well. 2 Chronicles 34, Ephesians 6, and we're in the book of Jeremiah. And, you know, the book of Jeremiah, when we say the book of Jeremiah, it's not really a book like we think of when we think of a book. You know, a book typically has like an introduction, body chapters, a conclusion. Uh, Jeremiah is more like an anthology. It's a collection of his prophecies. So, It's kind of roughly in chronological order, but it's not completely in chronological order. So it doesn't read like a typical book. So let's get into uh, an introduction and chapter one. I'm going to begin with just giving a kind of a brief introduction before we get into chapter one. You know, on one occasion in the New Testament, in the Gospels, uh, Jesus took a survey of popular opinion and he asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And one of the answers the disciples gave was, some say you're Jeremiah the prophet. Uh, And so the people in Jesus's day associated what Jesus was doing and Jesus's personality with Jeremiah the prophet. So we're going to see Jesus in the book of Jeremiah and in the character of Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah was a prophet in the southern kingdom of Judah. If you remember, after King Solomon... The kingdom of Israel split into two kingdoms. 
There was the northern kingdom of Israel. There was the southern kingdom of Judah. And Jeremiah was a prophet in the southern kingdom of Judah. He lived about 60 years after Isaiah the prophet. And Jeremiah was called by God to warn the kingdom of Judah. And he was called to warn Judah on the eve of their destruction. If you remember in our study in Isaiah, Isaiah was warning Judah of judgment that was coming. And Jeremiah is warning Judah of judgment that's at hand, that is upon them. Isaiah was saying, repent of your sins, turn back to God, or this judgment will come. Jeremiah is saying, the judgment's at hand because you haven't repented and you haven't turned back to God. So Jeremiah will see the invasion of Judah by the Babylonian Empire. He'll see the destruction of Jerusalem He'll see the destruction of the temple. He'll see the people of Judah carried away to Babylon as slaves into captivity. One commentator put it this way, saying, By divine design, it was Jeremiah who was called to prophesy in the darkest hour of Judah, when Judah as a nation died. So Jeremiah, he sees the death of the kingdom of Judah. He sees them taken away into captivity. He sees the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple. Uh, This is why Jeremiah is sometimes called the weeping prophet uh, or the prophet with the broken heart because his heart is broken over the condition of his nation, over the moral condition of his nation, and he knows the judgment that is about to come down upon the nation. We're going to see in chapter 1 that Jeremiah was called by God to be a prophet in his youth, Uh, Jeremiah possibly was in his late teens or early 20s when God called him to be a prophet. And he declared the word of God to the nation for 40 to 45 years. And there is no record of anyone ever repenting and turning back to God because of the preaching of Jeremiah. He's going to preach for over 40 years and no one is going to have a change of heart at his preaching. Forty years is a long time to stay the course at something that uh, is just not producing any fruit at all. But Jeremiah is going to stay the course and he's going to stay faithful to what God's called him to. And Jeremiah is an example to us of faithfulness, of faithfulness and obedience to God in spite of the results. Uh, You know, God does not call us to be successful. He calls us to be faithful. Jesus didn't say that God will say to us, well done, good and successful servant, and turn to the joy of your Lord. He'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. And Jeremiah stays faithful for a long, long time. And he's obedient to what the Lord has called him to for a very long time with no results, no fruit. There's nothing that he can point to as fruit from his ministry. But he's faithful to it. Now, that doesn't mean it was easy for Jeremiah to stay faithful to his calling. It was very difficult for Jeremiah to remain faithful to his calling. Jeremiah was discouraged at times, as we'll see as we work our way through this book. In chapter 20, Jeremiah is at the point of quitting. He's done. He wants to quit. He doesn't want to be a prophet anymore. <laughs> In fact, he says to the Lord, listen to what he says. He says to the Lord, you misled me. You misled me, Lord. You deceived me. This isn't what I expected. This isn't the way I thought it would work out. 
And sometimes we can feel that way, you know, as we've got our shoulder to the plow and we're just grinding it out and we're not seeing any fruit. We're not seeing any change. We're not seeing any results. And sometimes we can get to the place where we say, man, I feel duped here. This isn't what I signed up for. This isn't what I expected it to be. And Jeremiah says, you misled me, Lord. And he says, I'm ridiculed all day long. Everyone mocks me. And then he says, listen to this. He says in chapter 20, verse 9, he says, I'm not going to make mention of God anymore. I'm not going to speak his name anymore. I'm done. I quit. And so he's not going to talk about the Lord anymore. But then it goes on to say that God's word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back and I could not. So Jeremiah gets to the point where he's so frustrated and so discouraged. He says, that's it. I quit. I'm not even going to talk about God anymore. I'm I'm through. I'm, I'm turning in my prophet badge. I'm done. But the word of God burned in his heart so brightly that he couldn't hold it in. And he had to share it. He had to preach the message that God had put upon his heart. Much like Paul in the New Testament who says, woe is me, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. That was Jeremiah. I've got to do it. I've got to preach. I couldn't stop preaching, even if I wanted to. So that's some background for Jeremiah. Let's get into the chapter. Look at verse 1. Here in verse 1 to verse 3, we have the uh, introduction to Jeremiah. And it says, the words of Jeremiah, the name Jeremiah means uh, the Lord shall throw. You know, he sent Isaiah. He has sent some other prophets. Now they're on the eve of judgment. And now the Lord is like throwing down with Judah here. All right, now I'm going to just throw it down with Jeremiah. The Lord shall throw. The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests who were in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin. So here in verse 1, we see that Jeremiah was the son of a priest. He was of a priestly family, uh, which means that Jeremiah himself would have become a priest if God didn't call him to be a prophet, because that's the way it worked. If you were born into a priest's family, you grew up to become a priest. So he's part of a priestly family. It says he grew up in the town of Anathoth, uh, which was about three miles away from Jerusalem. Jeremiah could see the walls of Jerusalem from his hometown. That's how close he was to Jerusalem. And at this time, the Jewish priests were very corrupt. Uh, The priests served themselves. They didn't serve God. They didn't serve the people. They just served themselves. And Jeremiah, being in a priest's family, growing up in a priest's household, and living so close to Jerusalem, he would have known just how corrupt the priests were. He would have known what was going on in Jerusalem. And how bad things were. It says, To whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. And so, We're told here kind of the dates of Jeremiah's ministry. His ministry began, it says, in the days of Josiah. As I said, his ministry is going to last more than 40 years. His ministry is going to last until Judah is conquered by Babylon and carried away captive to Babylon. Uh, Josiah was the last righteous king of Judah. 
He reigned for a total of 31 years. And we see in verse 2 that Jeremiah was called by God in the 13th year of Josiah's reign. Um, If you know the story of Josiah, Josiah became king when he was eight years old. If you want to turn back to 2 Chronicles 34, we'll look at the story of Josiah. 2 Chronicles 34, verse 1. It says, Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, and he walked in the ways of his father, David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Now look at verse 3. For in the eighth year of his reign, so he became king when he was eight years old, now he's 16 years old. In the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father, David. It doesn't tell us what happened in his life, but for some reason, he begins to seek the Lord, Jehovah. He's reigning at a time where there's great idolatry in the land. His grandfather, Manasseh, was the worst king in Judah's history. And now here is Josiah. He's a teenager. He's 16 years old. He begins to seek the Lord all on his own. And then it says in verse 3, in the 12th year, in the 12th year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the wooden images, the carved images, and the molded images. So when he's 20 years old now, he begins to remove the idolatry from the land. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. I look down in verse 8. In the 18th year, so now he's 26. In the 18th year of his reign, when he had purged the land and the temple, he sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, Messiah, however you say these, the governor of the city, and Joah, the son of Jehoaz, the recorder, to repair the house of the Lord his God. The temple had been neglected under all of the idolatry. And so now Josiah, he starts to repair the temple there in Jerusalem so so people can worship the Lord there. If you look down in verse 14, At the end of verse 14, it says, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord given by Moses in the temple. Now, we don't know if this Hilkiah is the father of Jeremiah. Uh, It could be, but we can't say for sure. But as they're repairing the temple and restoring the temple and working on the temple, they find a copy of the book of the law of Moses Tradition says that this was the copy that Moses actually wrote himself. Uh, And it's also possible and believed that this was the only copy that was left in Israel 
of the law of Moses. So as they're working on the temple, they come across the law. They come across a scroll of the law of Moses. And then if you look down in verse 15, we're told that Hilkiah uh, tells the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And then they take it to the king and they read it to the king. Um, if you look, uh, verse 18, then Shaphan the scribe told the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. He doesn't even know what it is. And Shaphan read it before the king. Verse 19, that thus it happened when the king heard the words of the law that he tore his clothes. He rented his garment. He's lamenting. Then the king commanded Hilkiah and these other guys, go inquire of the Lord for me and for those who are left in Israel and Judah concerning the words of the book that is found for great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out on us because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord to do according to all that is written in this book. The law of God's been lost. They don't even know what it says. They find a copy of it. It's brought to the king, Josiah. He says, hey, we found this book. He starts reading it to the king. And the king is so convicted just by hearing the word of God that he rents his garments and he says, we're in big trouble. We haven't done any of the things that are written in this book. We're under God's wrath. We need to do something. So if you look down in verse 29, then the king sent and gathered all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem the king went up to the house of the Lord with all the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests and the Levites and all the people, great and small. And he read in their hearing, the king read it, all the words of the book of the covenant, which had been found in the house of the Lord. Then the king stood in his place and he made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul to perform the words of the covenant that were written in this book. And he made all who were present in Jerusalem and Benjamin to take a stand, take a stand for the word of God. And so the inhabitants of Jerusalem did according to the covenant of God, the God of their fathers. Thus, Josiah removed all the abominations from all the country that belonged to the children of Israel, and he made all who were present in Israel diligently serve the Lord their God. All his days they did not depart from following the Lord God of their fathers. It's under Josiah that this national revival, spiritual revival, takes place in Judah. And it's during that revival that Jeremiah is called. And so now, you have Josiah, this godly king, who has called the nation back to repentance and to walk with the Lord according to his commands. And you have Jeremiah the prophet. Both of these men, God is using to serve him and to serve God's people. And they both you know, kind of supported each other during the time of this revival. But when Josiah passes away and he dies, the nation backslides. And the nation goes right back to idolatry and forsakes God once again. And God eventually judges the nation for breaking this covenant that they've made with him. And for their idolatry, he sends them into Babylon for 70 years as part of that judgment. Now go back to chapter one of Jeremiah. So he's called when Josiah is the king 
during this national spiritual renewal that's taking place in the land of Judah. He is a prophet all the way up to and through the captivity of Babylon, when Babylon comes and conquers Judah and takes them away captive. Now, in verse 4, we have the actual call of Jeremiah. Then the word of the Lord, notice, came to me, Jeremiah says. It's a very personal experience for Jeremiah. The word of the Lord came to me. He, He had some kind of personal encounter with the Lord and with his word. And the Lord said to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. You know, just this past week, the state of New York passed legislation uh, making abortion legal, abortion up to the point of delivery of the baby. Virginia is discussing a similar law. And their law is ambiguous enough that if the woman in labor decides at that point she wants to abort the baby, the baby can be delivered and then left to die. And that's kind of the debate now. Is the law too ambiguous? And would it allow abortion after the baby is born? But look at what God says here. God says to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So we're talking about before conception here. Before Jeremiah was conceived in the womb, the Lord knew him. And the word knew here, it means to know intimately. God already knew Jeremiah. He already had a plan for Jeremiah, a plan for his life before conception. God says, before you were born, I sanctified you. While he was still in the womb, God sanctified him in the womb. The word sanctified, it means to set apart. And here the Lord says, while you were still in the womb, I set you apart. I had a purpose for you. I had a plan for your life. While he was still in the womb, he says, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Before he's even born. Before he was born. God knew Jeremiah before the womb. God knew Jeremiah in the womb. And God knew Jeremiah after the womb. And God had this plan mapped out for Jeremiah's life, even before conception. And he set him apart from the time he was in the womb for this plan in his life. And I believe that God has a plan for every person. And I believe he has a plan that he knows every person before they're created, before they're born, before they're conceived in the womb, before they come forth. Uh, to life on this earth, all of it. I believe that God knows us before we're in the womb, while we're in the womb, and after the womb. He does with Jeremiah. Again, we're talking about before conception here. You know, not to get too kind of heady here, but, you know, that kind of is the argument, isn't it? When does life begin? Does it begin at conception? God's got a plan for his life before he's even conceived. God's got a call on his life while he's still in the womb. You see the same thing with Isaiah. Back in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 5, Isaiah talks about how God called him while he was still in the womb. You see the same thing with the Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 1. He talks about how God called him from his mother's womb to be a minister to the Gentiles. This is God's perspective on life. He calls Jeremiah and ordained him to be a prophet to the nation. Now, what's a prophet? A prophet is someone who speaks for God 
to the people. And Jeremiah was not only a prophet to Judah, he's a prophet to the nations, it says. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you joined us today on Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Jeremiah. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Dan, please visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy, and between work, school, family, and all of our other obligations, it's hard to find time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth on iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. When you call, please feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart. We'd be happy to pray with and for you. We also appreciate your prayers for this radio ministry. Please tune in next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Jeremiah, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. It's true.